0: Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Rock, 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 Rock and Roll podcast. Check out this record. My name is Frank, and with me is my good buddy, Mark. Hey, hey, Frankie, and hello, dear listener. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music Podcasts, and you can see these awesome mugs on YouTube. You can, uh, but when
1: (laughs) does this wonderfully charming little podcast get released? So you can hear it sizzle as we take it off the presses. Great question. Thanks for asking. Fortunately for you, we drop these each and every Friday for your listening. And as Frank just
0: mentioned, you're viewing pleasure. That's right, Mark. So if you're hearing us for the first time, then you're probably not annoyed with one of our past reviews. So welcome. Welcome. All the new listeners. We review records Track by track, baby. We have a lot of musical discussions. We do spotlight episodes, which might even include some mysteries. Ooh. And we've only scratched the surface. And we're just getting warmed up, right, Mark?
1: That's right. It is getting warm. Is. Be sure to check out our, our verse series where we pit two bands or albums or more against each other and make them duke it out for total stereo
0: domination. You know, I always I always picture in Rocky 4 when the glove mm-hmm. is coming up. You got the American glove and then you have mm-hmm. the, the Soviet glove and they come and they collide. You want it to say Domination. Just like that. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Now be sure to check us out on Instagram and our Facebook group and hopefully these episodes will leave you wanting more of our musical goodness mm-hmm. and that guy right there, his random nonsense, of course. Now <laughs> if you have a record you want us to check out, drop a comment wherever you find us. We'll talk about it. And it might show up on one of these episodes While you're at it, subscribe, give us a review and a rating So I say this, Mark, to you mm-hmm. Are you fucking ready to chat about the Brothers Fleece here?
1: You better fucking believe it, buddy
0: <laughs> You know, I've been wanting you to listen uh, to, to this band for a while And I'm not sure why I didn't I bring it to the table earlier um, mm-hmm. But Mark, let's, let's chat a little bit of a brief history here Of the band known as the Fleece Brothers Mm-hmm so we actually have three brothers. We have Ian, Simone, and James. They're originally hailing from the Catskill Mountains, and they actually got their start playing in the New York City subway. Um, they, they lived in Brooklyn, uh, and they would play subway stations at 42nd Street and Union Square. Um, their first proper album actually came out in 2006. Now, by 2008, so only two short years after that, the brothers had released five albums uh, with their self-titled actually starting to pick up momentum. Uh, mm. Between 2008 and in 2016, the band would release another six records um, from their controversial Celebration Florida uh, to the Return to Form Favorite Waitress to this release that we're gonna be talking about, the 2016 Life in the Dark. Um, so I mentioned three brothers. The band actually has two main members, Ian and James Felice. Uh, former members actually <laughs> include their brother, uh, Simone, who left in uh, 2009, uh, their friend, Josh Christmas Clayton Rawlson. Interesting Uh, Mm -hmm. Frequently described as a traveling dice player Fiddle player Greg Farley And drummer Mm -hmm. Dave Estabrook Um, At other times they have uh, Featured a horn section in the band um, Composed of local Hudson Valley musicians Now brother Ian is the main vocalist He plays guitar and piano James contributes vocals And plays the organ and piano Um, So Mark I gave you life in the dark Mm -hmm. Your thoughts What vibes are you getting here I, I wouldn't
1: have guessed these guys cut their teeth in uh, a New York City subway station uh, because it felt like I was uh, back in a dark, dingy, smoky little bar, and, and I absolutely loved it. Took me a little bit to get past some of that real heavy rhyme scheme, uh, especially early on, and we'll talk about that. Uh, but this album really has a way of working itself under your skin and, and quite frankly, into your heart, Frank. This album, it kind of feels like a CD you'd buy from a band that's playing at one of those great watering holes I just described. And you like you listen to it on the way home while you're not, well, you're 0.07. And you say to yourself, man, why don't more bands sound like this? This is so good. Why don't more people like this kind of music? They're one of those bands. That it, it really just felt great to be listening to this band. I can understand that kind of like, hey, we just played for hours and hours in the subway. It sounds like a band that's just been sitting in a bar all day, playing and playing and playing until they get it right. And it, it just feels it feels lived in. It feels really nice to get into. I, I really just was so stoked with this record.
0: Oh, that's so awesome. That's so awesome. So well, let's start uh, with the records. Are you ready to chomp into these tracks? I would love to chomp. All right, so uh, first one, Aerosol Ball. So if you haven't heard the band before, uh, a song like this will really give you a good idea about what they, well, are about, right? Aerosol mm-hmm. Ball is the first single off the album, and we had this Dylan stream of consciousness with the lyrics Um For example, The Rain in Maine is made of Novocaine, Florida Keys is made of Antifreeze, Maryland made of heroin, and more. Lots of random thoughts, drugs mentioned here with a full old string folk band to give it really this nice sound to open things up here, Mark. So my question to you is, did you like this wordiness? Did you like how everything flowed in this tune?
1: Yeah, so lyrically, this was a bit of a pill at first, um, especially when I'm uh, being over analytical and trying to read way too far into lyrics, the way I like to do, uh, then I did just that. I, I read the lyrics as a whole and and I did, I got that Dylan, feel, Dylan excuse me, feeling. Uh, so I just started it right over, completely cleared my head of it and I found it completely charming. Um, really cool number. I love this old school kind of American uh, Americana shuffle that they have going on there. It's a great opener and it really Frank and I are going to talk about the, the Dylan esqueness about it probably quite a bit throughout this. Um, I don't want that to be a distraction. If you're like, I just really don't like Dylan. I'm, I, I'm just going to stay away from it. Listen, yes, it's Dylany in that he's really wordy and some of the rhymes are a little on the nose just to keep it moving. But for me, and I suppose some of the music, but for me, it was really interesting, the storytelling and the way they go with it. It's, it's definitely worth checking out, especially if you're just basing it on this first track. Listen to this first track twice. I think, I think you'll want to move on. I think you'll go, you know what? I'm going to keep listening to that.
0: Yeah, good idea. And you bring up something important too. And you're going to hear us say Dylan a lot. And I'm going to say it. And and that's just for people to be like, okay, well, what are these guys about? But Mark's a thousand percent right. no point ha- of reference. Right, exactly. Don't have that be a distraction at all because they do take things and run with it in their own direction as well mm-hmm. um we get a really cool track at number two jack at the asylum um well if things can get any more cryptic we have this song right starting off again with this old-time country folk violin and bam more lyrics lots of weight to them the chorus of he uh, repeats america sets the tone for perhaps what has led the narrator to the asylum and therefore keeping their perhaps life in the dark, right? This could be a thing we get. Uh, we get the mention of Joe Hill, who's a labor activist and um, and songwriter, and he was executed by firing squad in 1915. And then in the midst of the chorus of America, uh, we get some hope towards the end. Um, Mark, we all know these things could lead someone to the loony bin, so we're not here to talk about that, but instead how Ian is really spitting out these these lyrics and he, it's, he's given us the blank canvas and he gently paints on it for us. And uh, I, I just think this track is really, really cool. The more you listen to it, uh, what's your thoughts?
1: Yeah, I, I really dig this number as well. The the title and the chorus really balance each other out, right? Cause we, in a very cool way, we get the idea of first, right? We're, we're planting that seed by telling you Jack is in an asylum. And then as we work through the song and we get to, you know, these really nice uh, harmonies over the word America, um it really just plays out really cool. Ideally we're hearing this from you know kind of Jack's perspective and he's looking at America and understanding that it's uh possibly as crazy as he is. Right. right? And with each passing verse he exposes the absurdity that people overlook in the name of being American. Um as though these things were were perfectly normal and I, and I really I appreciate that juxtaposition, right? Because we're talking about ideally or or theoretically somebody in a mental hospital and what drove them there. Uh, And then as he starts unpacking it, you realize these are kind of things that would lead that that should lead all of us there, but we're, we're kind of passing them off as though they're just everyday occurrences. So it's a really interesting play on what puts somebody in an asylum. I think that's a really great number.
0: Yeah, it really is too. And, and I say this later on too, this is by no means the, Taking political stances, this is this is commentary, right? At yeah. all, absolutely, it's sheer commentary, and it gives you, hey, all these things. If you sit and think about them too long, will lead yeah. you there, uh, and then at the end, it there's some hope for meaning moving forward. And, and and I think you nailed it right there, Mark. And I mentioned life in the dark. So now we did. You want to say something?
1: Sorry. Yeah, I just wanted to to, to add on to your your note there. Um, I did some reading into this. Uh, the band some, some interesting uh, interviews that they gave about this record in particular, uh, especially people saying like all the political stuff that they allude to. This record came out in 2016. Absolutely. Right? Uh, but when they talk about it, they say, we had this album well written, most of it recorded before the presidential election in the US was a, a, a massive social experiment. And the album doesn't reflect it because it was done before all of that exploded. So to Frank's point, this really is just a commentary on American life pre the Trump
0: era. Sure. And actually, you know, it's funny you mentioned that too, because I remember now when I, where I was when I first heard this record and it was a summer and I was vacationing, um, and I was just digging around, and it was mm-hmm. obviously the summer before that election, in the sand. And right? And that's when I came up with that album. So, so there, yeah, exactly, there in the sand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the third track here, "Life in mm-hmm. the Dark," the title track, could be my favorite. I think it is mm-hmm. on the record, and yeah. I am I admire it for several reasons. First of all, the melody is just beautiful, and the lyrics are so profound. This is one of my favorite lines right here. I'd love to see you where the bluebirds grind their corn. To me, that's super high quality writing. Uh, so something I like to point out here is, uh, I'm sure you've heard us mention on previous episodes, how we rip on simple rhyme schemes. And yeah, you could say they're present in these songs. However, they precede um, all this debt uh, in the lyrics. And, and, and it's a very niche art to do. And I think this is an art, the way he's crafting the lyrics. So um, Marker, are you living life in the dark here? <laughs>
1: You know, a good portion of it, I am Frank. A good portion. Um, you know, the uh, the rhyme scheme can be distracting, but because it's not a a sudden appearance here on the album, it's part of his uh, Ian's writing style and singing style, and because he's not doing it in a corny way, and it, the way he's doing it, it really works and actually adds to building this world and 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 creating, as you said, uh, painting on that that tapestry. He's really able to do that, you know, uh, you know 99% of the time, I, w- I would argue, because there, there are a few rhymes where I go, okay, that was a little on the note, but <laughs> sure, hey, sure. Look, you know what, at the same time, understanding his process, understand what he's trying to do, um, I think it really, you, you give it a little more slack than maybe you normally would because you can see that that's his style and it's not simply a gimmick right uh but you know otherwise i'm with you i really dig the song the melody and the rhythms are are simple yet straightforward um and they deliver with heart um and it's felt like the band is stepping out from a dark place even if uh it's just long enough to expose uh what that they are in the dark so it's a really interesting way of of showing your darkness and your, you know, not even, I don't, he doesn't really refer to depression at all or melancholy. It's really just about kind of seeing the light and striving for it. And I think it's really interesting that sometimes all we need to do is expose that we're in the dark. Yeah. Uh,
0: it's a great way to put it. Great way to put it. Thanks, uh, bud. Yeah. Hey, you're welcome, man. <laughs> a, a track, uh, like track four, Triumph 73. Uh, you know, it's a really somber tune and the narrator rather beyond their triumph. 73 aka motorcycle um and the joy that comes with that freedom um and, and mark i thought of you right away because as a writer uh, this had to hit you in the in those fields so to speak and and, and penetrate to you uh am i right about that old chum
1: uh no absolutely there, there's certainly a freedom that comes with the open road uh on a motorcycle you don't have the security of a big car around you uh you know it's really just your willingness to stay alive that keeps you upright um And I I think you kind of, they really nailed that feeling there. This does uh, sound a bit more than just a somber tone about, about getting away. Rather, um, it's, it's about where you're, you're getting away from something. um, Good point. We don't know where we're going. Excuse me. Sometimes we don't necessarily know where we're going. We just know where we can't be any longer. And I think that's a little bit more of how this song kind of comes together for me right? It, it's, yes, it's about that escape, um, but it's also, it's, it's a little bit more about what you're escaping from and what you're not going back to. Uh, both are, are very tricky lessons for sure.
0: Yeah. A great again, song. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And a great way to put that for sure. Um, and we get plunder uh, track fives. Now plunder as a noun is the violent and dishonest acquisition of property. And the verb is to steal goods from a person using force. So a lot of again stuff to unpack. You get a dog named Archibald and Bobby letting a schoolgirl drown, and the listener has really taken this uh, nostalgia trip uh, to the past. That seems to be a sore spot of of massive confusion. That's at least what I got out of it. And and we again get the theme of the environment, not not the meaning, like life and and the constant happenings that really again could lead someone to this mental in this mental institute and the life and the theme and the dark. I, again, I, I, that's what I was getting um, musically. Now we get a nice balance between folk, like almost semi rock blues. Uh, the track actually grows on me. The more I listen to it. What, what about you, Mark?
1: Yeah, it totally grew right. Just onto me. Uh, you know, the simple chorus um, is profound. I like when they switch from lightning split my brain asunder to greed will split the world asunder. Uh, just a really cool balance there of what we're talking about. I found myself asking, you know, why are these two dogs couldn't save a girl or why was he talking about machines that make machines that make machines? And I believe this is almost a little bit more of a cautionary tale. Uh, I'm thinking about two dogs fighting over bone instead of paying attention to the little girl that they could have saved or the, you know, the, the companies that are making machines so that they don't need people anymore, things of that. So a little bit more of a cautionary tale of, of greed and destruction, um, you know, but uh, really, again, a fun number, very interesting. Uh, I love that. We're really looking at kind of the roots of folk music and, and what those guys like to sing about um, and, and making it modern. Really, really interesting number. I really dig it. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And these tales about, Folks, I mean this that's what folk music is at the end of the day and, and they're they're displaying it for sure. Then we get you know a little intermission, so to speak, this instrumental almost ninety nine percent instrumental because the name of the track is Sally and we get some Sally being sung. Um, it, it's a really nice quick welcome to break. Uh, what would you think about it?
1: Yeah, I love this little. I think intermission is probably the absolute right uh, phrase to use. Um, the songs, you know, all of a minute and thirty seconds long, just bouncing you from one song to the next. It was very cool. You know what it kind of reminded me of, Frank, was um, the Pogues and Rum, pa- Rum Sodomy and the Lash. A little bit of that kind of traditional. We wanted to throw it back to our roots, even though we're really not doing this, but but we can, and they do it very well, and it feels very lived in. Again, it feels like you're in that bar and that this is just happened. This is just a song that's happening as you're ending a conversation, go into the bathroom or stopping at the bar to pick up a drink and then, you know, uh, talking to a cute girl at the cigarette machine or something. This is just that that noise that happens in between. And like, did they just scream Sally? Like, it's, it's really <laughs> it's a really nice little nugget just kind of that fills out the, the world and the depth of this record
0: yeah and, and you know it's interesting too because i you made me think of something when you mentioned the pose too it's like mm-hmm. when bands dedicate themselves to this niche uh it, it's so in them that i think this has to get out on the art that they that they uh perform and and this album even if it's for short little interludes or intermissions whatever the case is like you said they wanted to show that you know this is what they do and they could do it and it, and it was really cool the way it's mm-hmm. been pieced together. Um, Track seven, we get Diamond Bell. Uh, if the title track is my favorite, then this is extremely an extremely close second. Uh, Diamond Bell, the tale of a gunslinger and her stories of killing sprees, putting bullets through Judge's skull, and how one meager kid from Arkansas fell in love with her. Uh, the chorus, again, if we're talking from a songwriting perspective, uh, Diamond Bell, where are you now over the meadow and through the trees? another great example of just fine songwriting not only in the lyrics but in the melody um so you know what guys screw those crappy western songs that suck like wanted dead or live by bon jovi and listen to diamond bell (laughs) mark do you like this song dig this song as much as i do
1: yeah absolutely um you know we're talking about how much is borrowed from dylan here um but I'm hearing a lot of Springsteen's Nebraska, particularly on the song, and I absolutely love it. I adore the idea of telling the story of a female gunslinger through her lover um, and how she leaves him to the cops so that she can make a getaway, uh, knowing he won't or maybe couldn't tell on where she was going um, and the impact uh, that it had on him, knowing he it didn't matter because he was going to swing from a tree the next day. Absolutely <laughs> stunning. Really beautiful job here. Um, you know, I just I, I can't help but like in, in really admire a song that's this cool um and and just kind of really a different take on classic folk music.
0: yeah, absolutely and and again the the, the meager person is so enamored you know, with the character Diamond Bell that basically mm-hmm. you know, he's just in awe all the all the time about it and it leads him into some some questionable path, questionable paths, but a really cool song. Mm-hmm. Track eight, dancing on the wing. Uh, you know, we get a pickup there in the rhythm. And although, folky, you could, you could hear. Of course, there's blurred lines, but you can hear like an old time country feel too. Uh the narrator, again, is really enamored here with a, a complex person. Maybe it's a junkie or and later we see that they might fall in love with someone more simple minded to to perhaps prevent the heartbreak. Uh, I would say this is a track I, I probably have listened to the least over the years, but that's just because everything thus far has been so good. Uh, Mark, your thoughts on Dancing on the Wing.
1: Yeah, it definitely has that simple kind of country backbeat and rhythm for sure. There are a few lines, um, but I think overall it falls the flattest of all the songs on the album. It's, it's fun to hear them do a little honky tonk in the middle there. Um, they really, they're able to pull it off and it sounds authentic and it sounds really good. Uh, but it, it feels, in the context of the rest of this album, I don't want to say unnatural for it. It just feels like, a, oh, and we can do this. And this just doesn't work as well as all of the other things that they did. Um, it, it's hard to say. Like, I don't. I don't necessarily think that this is a bad song. I don't think it's a great song. The the largest problem with this song, especially if you're listening to the album through, this is the weakest song, most certainly to this point, but probably of the entire album.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And track nine. I mean, the album's here we go. We're at the end now, and this is mm-hmm. the. Uh, the eight-minute song to close things to close things out here. It's a somber and emotional tune. But but what's interesting with this track is that three, around three thirty minutes, uh, three minutes thirty seconds. Sorry, uh, the song just ends and picks back up with a completely different structure. Um, we have, you know, it, it could be could mean a multitude of things. But but we have what seems to be maybe an amicable divorce, or perhaps a person going off to the military, or just some sort of job that takes them away from their family. Uh, regardless for an eight minute song, I think to be broken up like this, it gives us some relief from the tension of a straight eight minute song and changes things up. I think, which is pretty cool for a closer Uh, Mark, your, your thoughts on this.
1: Yeah, it really does feel like two separate songs, but it's not inconceivable that they're, that they could be related. Um, that said, I found an interview with, uh, James Felice who said that, uh, no, they aren't, they're not related. It's just a hidden track. Um, but that because uh, of the placement of it, so many people have assumed that they, that they're related because they kind of work together that sure, if you want them to be related, they're related. Um, which is, you know, of course the, the ultimate singer songwriter thing to say, right, Frank, like, do, yeah. <laughs> do you think that that works? Cause that's what it is. If that's what you want. Um, <laughs> He also said that the first bit of the song, um, what I would assume is the actual sell the house uh, is actually a a companion piece for triumph 73. So now if you go back and listen to triumph 73, and then the the first bit of this, it really kind of changes that escapism idea a little bit. Right. And cuts back a little more to that. I can't go there kind of mindset, which I thought was really cool. Um, I like the, the track. Um, on the, the back half so the, the hidden track if you will uh, I really liked very simple kind of guitar and, and vocals really cool number I, I just absolutely adored it I thought it was great
0: yeah and, and you know made me think of because um, Jacksville is mentioned in the song they have an album called Celebration Florida and talks about the Florida Keys a lot of Florida in this huh <laughs> they hate us and
1: they have every right to I don't know or, that for sure or maybe they maybe love they us right maybe yeah. <laughs> maybe
0: Maybe. Maybe yeah. New Yorkers have this right. They 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 think Florida's like Narnia, right? So they have this really fascination with Florida. Narnia. <laughs> yeah, so honey, Mar- I uh I uh I got that new wardrobe so
1: that we could just go down to Florida. <laughs> I don't know what voice that is. That's just my new my New York voice. I'm sorry, it's offensive.
0: like an old like jeweler, like yeah. like like you've been in the jewelry business for a long time. And Frankie, yeah. let
1: me let me sell you this ring. It's in this cupboard that'll take you to Boca Raton. <laughs>
0: Love it! Thank you. Oh man, so Mark, uh, mm-hmm. you know, final thoughts on the record that we have here?
1: Yeah, um, uh, I was just really impressed with how many aspects of this record, excuse me, with so many aspects of the record. It it does some really wonderful storytelling. That while it may uh, not appear, you know, quote unquote, authentic, um, the songs come across super genuine. Um, nobody assumes that anyone knew. Uh, Diamond Bell okay it's a song about a made up person I don't know why you, that you need that to be authentic anyways sorry I read a bunch of reviews and I was like fuck that guy um, it's
0: true though I you're right feel
1: like they were trying to trick me with the storytelling or sell me something more than uh, than what this record is it's a modern folk album uh, that borders on Americana with a touch of the blues. Uh, I'll be listening to this record for a while. I'm looking forward to getting uh, into more of their albums or releases. They have kind of a funny backstory uh, that Frank would kind of described to me a little bit of these guys starting in the subway and put out a bunch of stuff. So it's hard to tell what came out when, um, which is totally cool. I think that's like, how much more folk can you get than that? Um, you know, I'd say for me that this is probably a solid seven out of 10. Um, and when uh, the world returns to whatever normal allows uh, concerts to happen in, uh, I'll be seeing these dudes as soon as they uh, come our way. How about you, uh, Frankie Felice, brother?
0: (laughs) Yeah, so I I really like the storytelling here. Uh, It's not corny in the least, and it really is focused on giving the listener um, this view in their mind's eye of what's going on. Uh, I'd like to repeat, don't confuse of the subject matter with with this being political as it's not it's commentary and it's really universal to us all regardless of viewpoint um i love ian's lyrics and the off off key dylan style singing it does um musically it's listen it's folk rock country rock americana roots rock whatever you want to coin it uh, i say it's just good music right um so So definitely check out their releases you won't be disappointed uh this is an eight out of ten for me also check out ian's solo album and the brother who left the band Simone, his solo album records as well. He's got a completely different style, voice, way more melodic. Um, it, it very, very interesting too. Uh, but Ian's uh, solo album is is really awesome too. So, um, yeah, Mark, that's that's this album's an eight out of ten for me, and and I'm nice. glad I'm glad you dug it, my friend. I definitely do. Cool. Well, <laughs> this is gonna be an interesting top ten. Uh, yeah. And and I may have took it literally, but we're going to pick five songs each um, that we feel relates to this album in some way, shape or form. Some may be a little stretches here, here and there, but Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be fun. Um, So, uh, Mark, would you like to get us started?
1: Absolutely. Um, You know, what we want you to do here is take down a piece of paper and a pen unless you're driving go ahead and make yourself a playlist. You can just flip over to your favorite music streaming app and build yourself a playlist while we do this. Your first track is going to be Hurricane by a guy we've talked about a little bit tonight, Bob Dylan. Wow, yeah. This was the first song I thought about after hearing the album, and I loved, loved, loved revisiting it. It's got this up-tempo groove and classic Dylan darkness and really funk dylan really must have been a, a fantastic influence on these guys i'd love to sit down with them and just listen to dylan records and see where they go in terms of what influences them
0: yeah totally yeah. so a song i thought about uh during the album is uh, i am disappeared by frank turner um and the reason is is because so we're we have life in the dark and to me i you can take it a multitude of ways, but one one way I've I've thought about is uh, you know seclusion to agoraphobic uh, stuff stuff of that nature, mm-hmm. um, and then I'm thinking of the complete you know being stationary, landlocked, landlocked, excuse me, and then I I think of um, the opposite of that, which is the person who who doesn't want to be that, and that's what Frank Turner's "I Am Disappeared" is about. Um, so that kind of gave me that little correlation between those two, um, but yeah, Frank Turner's "I Am Disappeared."
1: Nice. My next one is uh, a favorite of uh, both hosts here. Murder in the City from the Avett brothers. Uh, A good part of the, uh, excuse me, a good part of this is uh, modern folk storytelling and it doesn't get much better uh, than the Avett brothers when it comes to modern folk storytelling. Uh, The the Felice brothers, I got to tell you, Frank, giving them uh, one hell of a run for the the top spot there. Uh, Both are wonderfully geared uh, to breaking your heart while making you, uh, or excuse me, while giving you just a gleam of hope.
0: Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, the next song I have there is here. I dreamt I was an architect and that's by the Decemberists uh, back in their early days. And the reason why I had the correlation is the rich storytelling. Uh, the Decemberists have really crazy kind of prog rock concept folk albums and and this song in particular again is just it's handing someone a canvas and and painting on it and that's where i connect with a lot of the imagery that we heard in this album um so that was my next track
1: yeah absolutely so uh my next one is going to be dog bumped by uh tim berry a favorite of mine this was a hard pick for me because i definitely heard a lot of tim in here but in a very different way um he has a very different approach to what uh, the storytelling than the Felice Brothers do um, But I picked Dog Bump for the, the storytelling And of course for the plot twist um, Put it on your playlist and enjoy It's it's fantastic
0: Yeah uh, this, this next one I, I think is an interesting track And and it correlates in the asylum sense And and about someone going crazy And that's the song Jug Bam Blues uh, This is from the uh, Pink Floyd Sid Barrett era So very very early on uh, before the, the Pink Floyd that most people know um, Again The Life in the Dark we have some instances Of someone going insane and in a loony bin And if there's a song That's literally about someone Cracking up while they're performing it And in real time <laughs> I think it's Jug Band Blues um, be, And watch the video Because I think literally he's having a, a Breakdown while while it's happening So uh, Jug Band Blues The Pink Floyd Sid Barrett era
1: very nice great pick uh, my next choice will be a little song called Dry Lightning from Bruce Springsteen now I know I mentioned Nebraska earlier uh, but the Ghost of Tom Joad is, is just as powerful and Dry Lightning is a perfect example of what the Felice brothers are trying to do by picking an object and t- tying it to some uh, tying it to a loved one uh, it's simple but profound uh, really great number and of course I mean it's Springsteen Yeah, uh, I mean... the, way, the way I love him most
0: Totally. Uh, the next song I have here is I Am The Cosmos. This is by Chris Bell, uh, who's part of uh, the band Big Star. And, and this is more on the pop sensibility side of the uh, of the record. But the, the singing is very, very desperate. And it's also um, almost off key, which not to say Ian is, because obviously I think he's a fantastic singer, but it, but it almost kind of is intentionally at some points. Um, and that's what you get in this song, too. Um, So I I kind of uh, equated that to the way Ian was trying to sing. So I am the Cosmos.
1: Very nice. Uh, My last pick for you guys is I Never Cared For You by Willie Nelson. Um, I have a bit of a growing love affair for Willie. Stop the presses. LOL. No, uh, he's he's just awesome. And I came across the song and just blown away. Um, It was the same feeling that this record gave me the first time I heard it. Um, I was comfortable and and there's something new about exploring something I know nothing about. It it was really, there's something about this song. There's something about the Felice brothers where you can just kind of, you can kind of cuddle up to it, if you will, Frank. Um, Even though you don't really know it that well and you feel like you've been there, you feel like, you know, it, you feel like you're part of it. It's kind of angry. It's kind of sassy. It, it loves you as much as you love it. It's, it's really just, Really beautiful. Well done. Um, Add it to your cool country folk singer-songwriter playlist and be blown away that you've let Willie pass you by like you know, but you didn't fucking know, did you? (laughs) Because I I didn't. And that's the truth. I've always been like, yeah, Willie's cool. I had no fucking idea how cool Willie was. So
0: I mean, if you want to talk about it as authentic as authentic I get. I mean, that's it right there. My last track... um... (laughs) It's it's a little bit of a again of a of a stretch. It's not uh, Americana folk uh, rock. It's more of an experimental tune. But it's it's the okay. tune called "The Bluebird Room" by the band the Static Age, wh- who which sounds nothing like um, uh, the Missus, by the way. But um, that's where they, they got the name from. But no Static it, X either. No 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 Static X. Okay. Um So I go back to my favorite line from the album, which is in the title track "Life in the Dark." I'd love to see you when the bluebirds grind their corn that imagery a lot of folk music uses it birds bluebirds and maybe think of this song bluebird room which is the foundation for what the narrator in this particular song is going through so a lot of symbolisms and it made me think of that and that's my correlation god damn it (laughs) 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 you like that you like that
1: (laughs) i mean sure everybody gets angry in their own way buddy you do you (laughs)
0: wow mark that was a killer list we came up with um so what do you have (laughs) i say this with caution because i don't know what mark's about to say Mm -hmm. what do you have for me next week mark
1: frank you're probably going to kill me for this but we're listening to one of my favorite heavy records it's the doom riders uh their second album darkness comes alive uh get ready to murder those workout buddy Get ready to murder those workouts.
0: Oh man, yep, I'm stoked for this. I I I I requested something heavy from Mark, and mm-hmm. I'm I'm glad he presents this to me here. You're gonna get it. Get it. I'm gonna totally get it. Um, but let's see what I think about it. Right. Yep. Well- hey. <laughs> Look. Remember, you wanted
1: to do Sabbath, and you were blown away. Absolutely. Right. So, and and I'm not saying that this is going to be Sabbath. Right. I'm saying this is heavy. It's got some super killer guitar riffs. I think some licks you'll dig. Uh lyrically, you know, I mean we're we're talking about uh, you know, a genre that's known for a bit of fantasy and I think that they fulfill that. Uh, there's a little tough guy stuff to it, but for the most part don't worry about that horse shit. All you got to do is worry about having a good time, maybe throwing some weights around, really getting that jog going. Um I think you'll be into it. Doom Riders, Darkness Come Alive.
0: Yeah, and I'm I'm seeing here 17 songs in 46 minutes
1: that's not right
0: is that is that an extended version it might be <laughs> okay
1: <laughs> it, it might be 17 songs i don't know
0: i was gonna say i uh, i'll kill you more for the 70, 17 songs as opposed to the music now <laughs> oh man well it's gonna be fun i'm excited mm-hmm. i know mark's excited and i think he's just realizing if you could see that it is actually 17 it's seven songs <laughs> I mean, the opening track's just, like, some noise. It's fine. Don't worry. Don't worry. (laughs) It's going to be awesome, dude. I can't wait. I mean, it's going to be something. Hey, man, there's nothing more I enjoy doing (laughs) than talking records with that guy right there. Oh, thanks, buddy. So, let's see if I still feel the same next week. (laughs) But I will. I I know I will. I am putting it out there. I will. Mm -hmm. Yep. Cool, man. I'm stoked. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. Like, subscribe, follow do all that cool stuff and uh thank you guys again be safe out there yeah and bye bye